What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I am your host, David. I got the whole team with me today. Hi, Jen. Hey. Hey, Ryan. What's happening? And what's up, Meg? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. We are back looking at the t- most torturous top ten I've ever done in my life. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Our top ten video game adaptations. This will be, I mean, it, I think this will be the most different list we've all we've all ever done because I don't think any of us, any of us may have the same number one, same number ten. Our all our lists may be completely different, so. so this will be a, a fun one. But I did want to kick it off with some very sad news, and everyone that's listening has probably heard already that Chadwick Boseman passed away after a four-year battle with colon cancer on saturday uh this was very very surprising it i was talking to jen about this off the line it felt very old hollywood where an actor kept his private life private Private. so it was a very big shock to this was everybody this broke what like 10 30 at night on saturday and i and i'm a I, I'm a night owl, so I stay up. David's in bed by like 9.30 every day, no matter what. Was, unless we're out on the weekend. I was in my We slumber. haven't been doing that lately in quarantine. So um, I was like, do I wake him up to tell him? And I was like, no, he's going to get real mad if I wake him up now. But uh, this broke. Like some, My friend actually sent it to me first. I checked. It was from Washington Post. There was maybe one paragraph in this article because it was just breaking news. And I go to look because I'm like, wait a second. Is this like a hoax? And so, and I'm like, is this like a fake Washington Post website? You know, sometimes you just never know nowadays, right? So I went and I looked. I saw the the Associated Press, which is my favorite. They revealed it. So sad. And then, like, within a couple minutes, social media, my whole social media went from other things to all Chadwick Boseman. And it was just, it kind of just, at least with this year, it reminded me of when Kobe Kobe Bryant died. And we were recording live on the podcast when it happened. Yes, we were. You're right. And yeah. uh yeah, it was just it was it was crazy. Yeah, uh Brian, what when do you first hear the news? I was just sitting down, relaxing, about to probably I think probably about to call it a night, and then I look at my phone and I see it and I'm just like, What the fuck, dude? Yeah, it's And then I like Jen, I went to different sources because I like Jen. I don't trust this one single source <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> like I need to see at least five different sources say the same thing. But yeah. um. Yeah, very, yeah, very wild. heartbreaking. What about you, Meg? I was playing video games with my friends, and I got a message on Facebook, and it was a TMZ article, so you know that's not exactly reputable. Um, and the first thing I did, I went to straight to his Twitter account, and I saw the, the confirmation. Yeah. And I was like, all my friends and I were just so floored. And I actually found out the next day that his tweet from his family became the most liked tweet in Twitter history. Yep. yep. That and, and that they, was shocking. They used such a beautiful I beautiful picture, yeah. I think, 
of to him. capture oh God, him. Yeah. Like, I think they couldn't have chosen a better photo. And just the fact of everything he was going through, this silent struggle, and, like, everything he accomplished in, in that short you amount know, of time while he was you know what this reminds me dealing of? Dealing with, with this? He didn't die as young, but, like, Rock Hudson hiding that he had AIDS, and then he just passed away. Yeah, I think there's similarities in the sense of sometimes, right, like, he probably also didn't want to tell people because sometimes there is a stigma with telling. I mean, I I would be interested to hear, and I'm sure it will come out maybe or maybe not, but I'm, I can't imagine that Disney didn't know, or at least a few people at Disney didn't know. Bob Iger. I think Bob Iger and Kevin Feige. I can't and that's imagine, it. and I know that there's usually a stigma in the workplace with telling people when you are ill and you don't want people to treat you differently and you don't want, mm. you know, all of that. So yep. I, I see that similarity to it. Yep. I, um, before we kind of get off this subject, I did want to let people know who may not be aware that he was diagnosed in 2016. So he filmed Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, The Five Bloods, all while he was sick and the fact that and it just shows like we did he do marshall while he was sick marshall, yes no marshall was yes. marshall he did yeah okay yeah I that came so. out in 2017 okay yeah. so i i just think and we're going to talk about this movie in a more positive light later i think people need to be better because and be excellent to each other because seeing what i've been seeing with how he was made fun of for being skinny and like be saying that people were on social media trolls saying that he's on crack and all that stuff. And it's, it, it just, it just shows like how terrible people are. And I, I don't think that everyone's being nice and all this stuff now, but for me, it's more that you don't need to know someone's sick to just be kind to someone. And it's just a shame that, you know, people are just so disrespectful and rude. Some people, yes. some people. Yeah. Not everybody, not but everyone. just in general. But uh, before and all of the I think it's also, you know, all of the work he did with visiting kids. Yes. Like that's all been coming out. And obviously we've seen it when it was done before. But Mm -hmm. now just like really while he was going through this battle and him being a light for these kids and then just in general, like the legacy that he's leaving in such a short time. And, you know, I think it's just it's a testament that, you know, it's really it's sad because he was so young at 43. I mean, I didn't even know he was 43, but um, just all the things he could have done, but yep. just all the great things he did while he was here. Yep. And then I, for those that just know him from Black Panther, I am, I do want to just list some movies of his that you guys should check out. Um, I have the express, which is his first film, the Ernie Davis story, 42, Draft Day, Get On Up, where he plays James Brown. So he played Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and our very own T'Challa. So on top of that, this year he did have The Five Bloods. And while he's not in it a lot, the the moments he's in, and I wrote it in my review back in June, are very impactful. I highly recommend it. And then he has one more movie to leave us with, and that's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is a... Um, I believe it's based on a play. Yeah. Uh, August Wilson? I think so. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. Although I think they were postponing the um, the, the premiere The premiere makes sense. And then, yeah, so you guys should definitely check 
some of his films are outside of the Marvel universe. And then one last thing to get Megan, well, Ryan too, Megan Jenny's opinion as well. So I personally think that if, when it comes to like the Marvel, the future of Black Panther, that would he, he should not be replaced. In 2009, uh, Black Panther number one, sure he was, na- was made Black Panther. I think that's a direction that he should go in. And just wanted your thoughts on that, Jen. Yeah, I think it would be kind of, not a disservice to him, but I don't know that. I think because he embodied the role so well, and he is such a inspiration to a lot of kids, I think it's even cementing his legacy further to not have him replaced by someone else. Um, I think he did it. He did it well. He did it where he created this legacy, and I think you should leave it. Um, I'm fine if the mantle gets crossed over to, to Shuri because that's where like the story did go at one point. Yep. Um, so I think I'm comfortable with it. Um, and I, I would imagine that in the next film, what they do, I'm sure they will pay tribute. Oh, absolutely. I have a feeling yeah, they'll pay absolutely. tribute to him. Uh, Meg thoughts. Um, kind of leading up to what Jenny was saying, you know, they, in the story, they did kind of tease it a little bit. And Shuri became such a fan favorite that it's the most fitting route to take. And especially since Marvel has been kind of turning its um, turning around on its whole feminist route, which I'm not trying to take it that way, um, but just kind of like going in that direction. I feel like in in every aspect, if they're going to do it right, it's got to be Shuri. Agreed. And right. No, 100%. If they're going to do it, they have to be sure. I mean, they did tease it a little bit in Black Panther. They did. When she raised her hand. Um, but that would be the most respectful and the best way they could do it. Agreed. So, uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Wakanda forever. Yes. Last bit of news. Uh, it's more on the Warner Brothers Studios, just being Warner Brothers Studios. After we spoke about fandom and how successful it was and it did with over i think believe 22 million views throughout the entire day uh warner brothers decides to take the drive-in from us uh so i my full disclosure i was able to screen new mutants and bill and ted at home which we'll talk about in a few minutes but i was planning to go see tenant at the drive-in Schedule was ready. It was already on the calendar. I reached out to the drive-in to, to let to ask, are, are you tickets for Tenet going on sale on Wednesday of this week? So they go ahead and tell me that Warner Brothers has pulled Tenet from drive-ins that are not playing the movie in theaters. And it, it angers me so much because it's the only movie I really wanted to see in theaters this year. And then now we're not going to get that. And it just makes me wonder... Are they going to do the same thing for Wonder Woman now? If theaters aren't open in New Jersey and New York, are they not going to give Wonder Woman at the drive-in? I hope not. Uh, Jen, thoughts? Um, I think this is a bummer and a very lost opportunity. I mean, look, is it going to break the bank for Warner Brothers? No, they're already losing a, sh- a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's a disservice to like your fans and your theater goers because if we're trying to make the accommodation to be able to still go out and see your film but be safe and and live a little bit in nostalgia i mean drive-ins aren't everywhere and i think it's great and these small businesses need your help too just as much and i just feel like 
everyone wins when you go and you see it at the drive-in. So, like, why not do it in New York and New Jersey? There are available options. Like, give us that option to go. Yes, it's limited, so we definitely have to get tickets quickly. Yes. Um, but give us the option. So, I really hope they don't do this with Wonder Woman. Um, I'm bummed that they're doing it with Tenant, but you know what? It's going to be their loss. And with Wonder Woman, I really hope not because I really want to be able to see it on the screen. I think it's deserving of that. I don't particularly want to see it at home in on my couch, but whatever. If yeah. I have to, then I'm st- I'm still gonna watch it. I mean, yeah. But I'd like to be able to go and give them my money. And this is a Warner Brothers choice. This is not a Christopher Nolan choice. Christopher right. Nolan wanted it in theaters, and that's and was he's getting his decision it in theaters because he has a lot of power at Warner's. But the drive-in thing was a Warner Brothers decision, not a Christopher Nolan decision. Uh, Ryan, thoughts? It's just such a silly decision. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, there's no point. There's no good reason for it. Like, if you said, "Oh, we're not going to do it for this reason, that reason, the other reason," I'm like, "Okay." Like, if you said to me, "Because of COVID, because we don't want like too many cars in one area," okay, then at least you give me a valid excuse. Yeah, but it's... you don't give me an excuse or a reason. Fuck you. Yeah, it's one of those. Before we get to Meg, it's one of those. I Warner Brothers press statement that I was able to get was that they stated that. They do not want the twist and turns of Tenet to be revealed. And I'm like, but if you don't have give people the opportunity to see it, it's going to be revealed anyway. It's gonna, but even if you do give people the opportunity to see it, you're, it's, it's going to get spoiled the minute it hits. And, and I, I am sure someone has a bootleg copy already this week well, I, and raring to I go. personally know someone that saw it already and they didn't spoil it for me. They just said it, you know, it's a very confusing movie. But it's mm-hmm. the, the action in it. They don't know how Nolan was able to do what he did in some of the action sequences because he stated that it has less visual effects than a rom-com. So when we watch it, <laughs> we'll, we'll probably have to look at like how little visual effects the movie actually has. Okay. I mean, he was being obviously facetious with the whole rom-com thing, but like he was just emphasizing how little visual effects it has. So but are we Meg, getting Inception vibes? Uh, they said that it's going to get that reaction Inception first had. Because Inception, when it first came out, I remember it was like it was yesterday. It's one of those movies that built through time yeah. as one of his most beloved films. Because I can I can agree. I understand Inception now very well because I've seen it like 10 times. But that movie, when you first saw it, it's, it's right. a lot to take in. So they pretty much said 10, it's going to be one that's really, it's going to develop through time because it's very confusing. Uh, and Meg, thoughts? Okay, so I'm not really a fan, like I, not with the hype of Tenet, but and I respect everyone who who is, but I, even I'm pissed off at this. Like, this is such an elitist move, mm-hmm. and like like you guys like you guys were saying, it's doing such a disservice to the fans. And I know we kind of talked about Wonder Woman a little bit, but I feel like if it was to take that route where they were like, oh, we're gonna do it this way, I feel like Patty Jenkins would fight tooth and nail to make sure this doesn't happen. Um, but going back to Tenet, um, it's definitely going to hurt Tenet in the end as far as how much money it's going to make because yep. what is it? Maybe 30 something states have theaters that are open indoors. About that. So, I mean, I know, I know if it was a movie I was incredibly passionate for, I would drive way out of state to go see it. But I know not many people would, especially in this world that we live in. So I feel like in the end, they're just biting themselves in the ass i agree 100 yeah. i'm glad you mentioned that like the whole traveling if you're passionate like christopher nolan is my favorite direct like outside of scorsese my favorite living Modern. director is christopher nolan and 
the fact that you mentioned it perfectly, we were actually going to travel. I think we the were wa- going to try to see about going to Connecticut. Yeah, but it's far. But it's far. The driving, <laughs> the driving in Connecticut is about two hours away. And like, what about Delaware? That's about uh, where we live. It's about one forty-five. Okay. Yeah, yeah, same here. So it's one of those. But then we looked at the AMCs in Connecticut just to see if we could try to keep our Stubbs membership too. Yep. And I think the closest one was in Danbury, which is a thing about an hour. Yeah, an hour and a half. And it's not that I wouldn't, but I just feel like it's very, it's a lot further than I would want. Like I would kind of want the drive-in experience because it would be that extra added. Like I would feel safer because I am in my own car. You know, I can support a smaller business, even though I love AMC. Um and but like I'm just it's a different feel right like it feels more like an event and something to do and especially the fact that like we haven't traveled this year we haven't had any conventions because they've all been canceled on us so I just feel like we're in a way like we're needing that too, like to really make it sort of like a little bit of an event Mm -hmm. so for an event and traveling like I feel like that would outweigh it more for me like where that's what I would want but if I'm just going into another building like an AMC like, I would do that if it was locally, but I feel like it's a lot to go into. Agreed. So, also, for me, there's a flip side to this. Yeah. Say you did go to AMC to, you know, use your stubs, then who knows when the New Jersey theaters are going to open. So, you're going to be paying this money for an account you can't even use. Agreed. Oh, yeah. And right. F- and Meg, because you'd have to reactivate it. And actually, exactly. right, right now, AMC stub members, if anyone that's listening and hasn't gotten their emails or checked in on that, you have, I believe, until I think it's December 1st to reactivate it manually. If not, they will yes. do it for you. Um, and it doesn't matter. So they're going to do it. It doesn't matter what state you're in. So if New Jersey still says theaters aren't open on December 1st, like unless you cancel um, mm-hmm. they're going to reactivate it for you. And I would hate to cancel and rebuy again because I don't know if I'll lose out on some discount. But you also get some extra rewards. So everyone should have, I think, a $10 or a $5 reward in their um, AMC Stubbs account, just FYI. There's a lot of perks. They're trying to get you to go back. They certainly are. But yeah, we're not going to Connecticut. So hopefully <laughs> things change in the next couple of days and we're able to see tenant. Um, at the drive-in but yeah so that wraps up the news for the week uh i wanted to get into a little bit of what we watch because for the first time in about a month and a half i've actually seen new movies um so but i'll kick it off with ryan what did you see this week the main thing i want to point out is i started watching bates motel and how amazing and is it it's so good such an easy watch like i'm already in the th- uh second season third season one of the two okay um, yeah, I think no, I'm three, five, I believe. I'm already halfway through the third season, I believe. How did you, um, you, can you let the, the listeners and Meg and Jen know what you were complaining about yesterday through text when we were talking? The poor dogs. No dog will survive <laughs> this damn show. Aww. And you're right. Another dog did die. I told you. I, cause I, I know, spoiler alert, it's not really too important to the show's premise, but I think Norman does kill a dog. So I asked. In the beginning, no? I asked Ryan. It wasn't at the beginning. No. Because I asked Ryan, I'm like, who killed the dog? And he told me who. who... Oh, wait. Then if you're. Then it's something different. Maybe there's another dog then. Yeah. I believe there's. Norman, I believe, does kill the dog. I totally forgot. And I love the show, but I kind of forgot that. It's such a. It's so good. I'm glad you liked it, Ryan. It's. It's. Um. You don't get into Psycho, like where Psycho starts until probably the last half of the last season. Yeah. 
So, but I think they did that well. They did that so, so, so well. The only thing I have a gripe with, but you'll see. I'm not going to talk about it now. I like that. I know what we were talking about. I think you yeah. Know what we're talking about. Um, and Rihanna's not as bad as I thought she would be I as Marion Crane. About it. No, I just wanted to say her as a performance. Yeah, but, but that's a spoiler for Ryan. <laughs> No, and it was announced that she was playing. Yes, years ago, but they didn't know that. That's why I wasn't going to talk about it yet. Oh, I mean. You just spoiled it, David. Yes, I, I just said Rihanna's playing Marion well, Crane. Uh, yes, well, Jenny, she's in thank it. you, and Dave, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave this in for the listeners so they it's, hear us. I didn't want to say it because it's a spoiler, and Ryan, it's I It's not think a spoiler. It was announced Ryan. by all the news outlets, including ours. Yes, when but it, I don't think Ryan knew. Ryan, did you know? No. Well, Ryan, you you were on the podcast when I made the announcement originally. Ryan, you have permission to spoil something for David in the future. It's not a spoiler. It's a casting news. Oh, anywho, Bates Motel, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, It gets a lot better from where you are right now. Uh, How do you like Norman and Norma, like their their chemistry together? Uh, I mean, their chemistry together is phenomenal. And just their relationship is weird as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Jen really liked Oh, I Vera love Miles, Vera, right? Vera Farmiga. Far like, Miles, yeah. She's like so Such good. Such a good narcissist. So good. At, yeah. No. And I mean, Freddie. Freddie Heimer. Yeah. yeah. Little Charlie. They're Charlie so great. Bucket. I mean, I really enjoy the whole cast. It's a shame because I know that like a couple years back they were at Monster Mania. And we didn't um, meet them because of the Two of we them, saw Nelson, um, Carbonell, and Max. Mm-hmm. Who's who, who plays Max? I, I think forgot. Thoreau or something like that. Yeah, I forgot his name now, but they were at Monster and we didn't meet them. And then I watched the show like after that. And I was like, damn, I should have watched it a lot earlier. And because of them, him. because they were yeah, so passionate they were about so it. Good in the panel. And I was like, wow, this is probably really, Meg, really good. Was this before you started going to Monster when the Bates Motel cast was there? OK, cool. Um, but yeah, what did, what about you, Meg? Watch anything you want to highlight this week? Um, I actually started re-binging uh, the Harley Quinn series with Kaylee Cuoco. So good. So good. Oh my god! I forgot how much I loved it because I just um I just re uh, restarted my I got like a free month of HBO Max. Nice. So I activated that and started watching it, and I planned on watching it but didn't get to um the Action Park documentary. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> it I'm gonna try to watch it tonight. It's uh, yeah. It's, it's I'm so ready for it. You you will as a New Jerseyan, and you're up there, so you're close to it, right? And right, you too, right? No. Right, you are the closest. No, that's not... no that's... Ryan and I already had this talk about where we live. Yeah. <laughs> I could have sworn it was by Freehold. All no. right. Isn't it's it like Vernon? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Never mind. Isn't it Vernon? It's, it's very interesting. It's by Mountain Creek. It yeah. is Mountain yeah, so Creek. Yes, that's no? north north. It's yeah. like yeah. more north, north, north than you guys. North. David doesn't know maps i failed geography and <laughs> i failed geography in school uh but oh, i i think i think you'll dig it it's very it's not as hilarious as you you know may may think but it just shows like a different world like the 1980s were such a different different time well with safety and everything i was uh so i didn't watch it but i was listening to it from the other side of the room because as we're working all day david has the volume at like max soundbar um whatever that is and so i can hear everything he's watching on the other side of the wall so i was listening to it including the mother's like testimonial on the first victim crazy which is really sad yeah but what about you jen uh what did i watch this week well uh i finished watching rewatching ugly betty all four seasons so i finished watching that and uh, oh well no i did i talk about lucifer last week yes last week i did okay well it was really good to watch it and 
You forgot watched, to. You did forgot. I watch anything else? Yes, you watched a few things. What else did I watch? Bill and Ted. I did watch Bill and Ted. What do you think of the first one? The first one was good. What? Um, what do you think of the second one? Second one was not so good. <laughs> what? <laughs> the third, and then the, Get the fuck. Those second one is a classic. And Bill and Ted <laughs> face the music was a lot better. So I've never watched Bill and Ted. I never watched it before this weekend. Before David made me watch it. And so I guess just because I never like it always seemed like just like the surfer dude, like it just seemed more like a guy movie. So I never really gravitated towards it. Um, So I watched it. It was a little hard to see like Keanu be so dumb and like just that whole. Yeah, I don't know. It was really hard for me because I know what an actor he like, what a great actor he is. And I've seen all his other stuff. That's how good of an actor he is. That he's I know, I know, I know. And this was the, the, the beginning of his career. So like, it's also very different. Um, But it was just like really hard for me to watch because I was just like, wow, he's such an idiot. Like they're both like so stupid. And it's just like, oh, so um, it was a little hard for me to watch there. And then the second one was just like, eh, it was okay. I don't know. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the third, third one, one I thought was a lot better. I actually, I'm probably going to say this now, but I, and I've only watched it once, but I liked Face the Music more than I liked the first one. It's my number one out of so, the three as well. I thought it had a lot of heart. I love, obviously, that the girls take a little bit of a lead here too um i love that they still call back to the first two movies yep um and then just overall like it it didn't feel long it didn't you know like it didn't seem like it dragged um you're in and out in about an hour and 20 minutes yeah i thought i thought it was a nice like it gave nice closure so can i nice to see some familiar faces so meg are you a fan of the franchise i've actually never seen it okay cool and ryan you are right yeah Okay, so I'm. I'll have to spoil something off the line. It's not a really, really big spoiler. It's just on the names of the of the of the girls. But Meg hasn't seen it, so I don't really want to spoil it on here. But yeah, so I saw that it's in my ten favorite films of the year. It's such. It's a Bill and Ted reboot, Ryan. If that's the perfect All way right. to explain it, it's, <laughs> it's everything I felt about reboot. I felt about. I can, I can kind of see it when you said it before, because David actually watched it before me and then we re- rewatched it at night. Um, So he watched it twice. And so I can see. So he's like, yeah, it has that reboot feel. I can see that. It's and there's so much passion behind it. So I, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's really, really good. I think you guys would really enjoy it. And I also saw New Mutants. And New Mutants. New Mutants. <laughs> and, um, I'll say this. It's the most different comic book film I think I've ever seen. And I would say the majority of people will probably dislike it. And by looking at the Rotten Tomato score, it looks like it, that they do. It's very... Like I wrote in my review, it blends YA with horror with the comic book genre. It kind of tries to blend in all three. And there's very little action... Like, I would say the last, you don't get action and probably to the last 20 minutes of the 80 minute movie. So there's not much action to it. You'll get, you're going to get a lot of exposition and a lot of character development. So I think you're going to, you actually may be surprised. Like, if, if you're into that, if you're into exposition, I think you guys will actually like it. If not, it may be one of those movies that are, it's not going to hit you well. So I, I kind of compared it, um, Ryan Meg. Have you seen 
uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Yes. So it kind of re- reminds me of that because you're in a you're in a hospital and you are and you're meeting these kids in the hospital when they're talking about like you know their unique abilities or whatever. So that's kind of where where it goes. So I'm curious to your thoughts if you guys get get a chance to see it. And then the last thing I saw was Netflix was kind enough to give me an early screening of the Charlie Coffin movie I'm thinking of ending things which hits Netflix on Friday and pretty much the what I how I reviewed it and my quick reaction was Charlie Coff- Coffin's most surreal film yet. It's one of those movies that's going to make you really really think about things. I know it's based on a book. Have you or have you guys ever heard of it, Ryan and Meg? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. It's very trippy. It's very out there. Uh, Rye, think David Lynch. Okay. So that's kind <laughs> of, I mean, it'll be on Netflix on Friday. So, yep, that wraps up what we saw this week. And then to finish up before we get to our top 10 is I have, Meg, I expect you to go perfect on here. I have 10 video game adaptation taglines. Great. Oh, here, I thought we were talking about new releases. <laughs> no, that's the last thing we're talking about. Um, next, I'm going to start with Jenny here to make it easy. There's okay. only 10 here. Oh, God. Anything is possible. You just got to believe in it. Detective Pikachu. No. Any guesses, Rye? Um, Final Fantasy. Meg? Uh, I'm horrible at taglines. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> It is the cinematic masterpiece, Super Mario Brothers. I should have known you. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I think you're going to start off with that. That's why I didn't say it. Ryan, <laughs> you're up. Enjoy your stay. Not so silent anymore. Silent Hill? Very oh, good, God. Ryan. Very good. You know, good. you could have given me that one. No. <laughs> Meg, a man with nothing to lose. Max Payne. Yes. Damn, that one too. Jenny. <laughs> all right, this is I'm not going to I'm not going to destroy gonna all expectations. Last time they were fighting for their lives. This time they're fighting for ours. Resident Evil? No, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Damn. Meg. Cool. So many birds have to die. Oh, angry birds. Very good. <laughs> Rye, the ultimate battle. Mortal Kombat? Nope. Street Fighter. Next up. Big meets bigger. Jenny. Angry Birds 2? No, Rampage. <laughs> okay, not gonna lie, that really would have fit with um the movie Twins. Oh, it does! <laughs> That's a good... Very, very good, very good. Meg? No one gets out alive. Alone in the Dark? Nope, Doom. Ah! Ryan? I'm not a fan of Doom. No, neither am I. <laughs> we got two more. Rye? We work in the dark to serve the light. We are assassins. Uh, assassin's Creed. Very good. Really, Dave? Like, you Ryan? give them all to Ryan. <laughs> if Ryan didn't get that, I would have shoved my hand through my microphone and slapped you, him. You would be surprised. Well, I was just they made Assassin's Creed movie for a second. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, and then last one, Jenny. A deadly virus. A fatal mistake. Resident Evil. There you go. Good job. <laughs> I was like, if this isn't it, then I don't know. So Meg and I have actually been talking, and we are adding a brand new segment to the podcast 
because Meg is such a Blu-ray collector that knows releases even before I do that she has a new release segment that will be coming to the podcast. So Meg, take it away. All right. See, you told me we were doing it at the end, so I scrolled past it. Let me scroll back up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So this week, I'm only going to uh, try to stick to the new release on Tuesday because every okay. now and then movies do release on a Friday or like a Sunday, but I'm going to try to stick to just Tuesdays um, since that's the main day. But starting things off on September 1st, which what a great way to kick off this crazy month of releases. We have The Goonies in 4K. Yes. Now it's being released in regular format, steelbook format, and the collector's edition, which is the one I got. It comes with a replica one-eyed willy map, an embroidered patch, and collector's buttons, which you can still get that on Amazon for $50 at the time of this recording. Awesome. Um, Beetlejuice is coming out in 4K which has a regular edition, a steelbook edition, and also a collector's edition um, with a glow-in-the-dark embroidered patch, a handbook for the recently deceased along with collectible chalk, if you got to make, you know, your own door, <laughs> and a ripped Beetlejuice poster, like the advertisement. Which did you get for that, Meg? I got the steelbook. Okay. Because I love the Goonies more than Beetlejuice. Okay. Um, Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr., Coming to 4K, along with the sequel, A Game of Shadows. Um, Irresistible, with Steve Carell and Rose Byrne, which oh, is a okay. on-demand movie due to, you know, COVID. Um, Young Sheldon, season three, which Ugh. I'm actually a fan of that, So I'm, but I'm going to wait until it goes on sale. Yep. And last but not least, we have Rogue, which starts Megan Fox in like, kind of like a, kind of like an army movie, but like out in the desert. So that's Ryan's top pick of the week. I mean, I already pre-ordered it, so I'm excited to check it out. Is that just a, I guess, assume that was a direct-to-video that never even had a VOD? It it was actually opened up in theaters, like, last week. Gotcha. But okay. because of COVID, you know, it, it just rushed. I think it's still going to be in theaters for a bit, mm-hmm. but they figured, you know, instead of going direct-to-on-demand, just go straight to physical. Awesome. So, thank you for that. I will be purchasing Goonies and Beetlejuice on my end. I've been... <laughs> I don't. I still haven't decided. And you know what I'm purchasing? David's collection is my collection, so I don't have to buy anything. There you go, smart girl. <laughs> and and Ryan, nothing. Um, might get Beetlejuice is something. Yeah, be- I I wanted the collection that Meg got, the Amazon collection, but it's gonna take up a lot of space, and I already am running out of space for my Blu-rays, so <laughs> I I have no choice but to just he get is. the steelbook. I actually had them pre-ordered thanks to Meg's original post like months ago, and on her face on her Instagram, and then I was thought about it. I'm like, I I was reorganizing reorganizing my movies, and I'm like, where am I gonna put this? Like, I, have no, <laughs> I have no room for this, so I decided to switch over and get the steelbooks for for each. So thanks a lot, Meg. We look forward to these new releases in the future anytime awesome so let's get into our top 10 (sighs) best quote between best video game adaptations of all time this is i think the worst subgenre in film because it's very far few and far between of really good movies there's not a lot of movies actually when i was kind of coming up with my list there's I, I just thought that there were a lot more video game adaptations out there. The problem is... At least in the U.S. 
they keep jumping. They see one thing that works and they keep adding sequels on top of it, on top of it. Like there's more video game adaptations that are coming out in the future that are more unique than there are that currently exist in the world. I agree. I think so if we I think we need to revisit this in like two years (laughs) and it's already changing, I think, with uh, two movies, one from this year, one from last year that kind of are changing how Mm -hmm. the genre is looked at so let's kick it off i i'm going to predict meg will have the best list out of all of us i think so because Uh, she's a gamer i don't know we'll see (laughs) all right ryan kick us off what's your 10 through 6 10 through 6 all right my number 10 is Lorecroft tomb raider 2 oh my cradle of life (laughs) i feel like david's gonna be saying oh my god a lot just turn off your mic now okay go ahead Trust me, that's why it's number 10. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like, this is a really, like, this was hard hard for me to make, so, and I, yeah, this was hard. So, all of these picks, I think, are great picks, no matter what. Throwing number it nine, Need for Speed. Um, I even put Aaron Paul and Keaton save this film for me. <laughs> I, um, I haven't seen that, actually. Oh, yeah, no, they, they're the best part of the movie. Okay. Um, number eight, Mortal Kombat. So long. Number seven, number seven, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. <laughs> and number six, Tomb Raider. Wait, the 2018 one? Yeah. What was number six? What? There you go. <laughs> oh, no, David's this rubbing off on now. you. This is great. Jen. <gasps> All <go>. right. <laughs> My number 10, The Angry Birds 2. (laughs) Can you preface this by saying that you did not... Jen doesn't have a specific movie on her list because she hasn't seen it. We spoke about it before. Oh, Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yes, So I haven't seen Mortal Kombat. Um, And actually, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I was going to say, even as a kid, I mean, I'm sure I may have come across it, but but I really don't remember anything from it. So I don't... I didn't think it was fair to even put that put it on the list for that because i don't remember a thing um yeah and i and i realized again making this list that i really haven't seen that many video game adaptations so this list was a little hard for me um but i did it guys uh so my number 10 the angry birds 2 my number nine lara croft tomb raider uh i love my girl angelina so i actually i thought overall the movie wasn't no for the time it was was, fine yeah, yeah i thought the movie was pretty I would say groundbreaking enough for the time. And then I liked her. I thought she had the look. Um, And then, so my number eight is Silent Hill. My number seven is Super Mario Brothers. More for the nostalgia. And my number six is Rampage. Because The Rock. And it was was a decent movie. It was good. It was entertaining. I'm leaving Meg. For for, a movie about. I'm leaving Meg for lack we're going to save the best for last on this list. I hope you guys know I'm like cringing right now. Yeah. <laughs> this it's, is torturing. You're, you're, you. you're going to cringe so much more right now. Oh, My, I know what your number one is and I hate it. <laughs> you do? I, I hinted at it. Oh, yeah. you told me. No, I, know I don't even be. know what it is. Okay. No- I think I know what his number one is going to be. My number 10 is Street Fighter. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going to say that a lot of these movies have no... It's a video game adaptation, but I think Meg can agree. None, a lot of these movies do not get it right because yep. Street Fighter has nothing to do with the game. They don't yep. even have like a fighting competition. It's just like... Really? 
No. It, That's why it's not on my list. Like, Blanca is a person. You know who Blanca yeah, is, right? Yeah. The, green, the green thing. So, Blanca is, is a regular person in the beginning of the movie, and then he turns into, like, the green thing. And then Raul Julius, his last performance before he passed away, oh, he really? plays he plays oh. bi- he plays Bison. He plays the main oh. villain, and like Ry- villain. Ry- Ryu and and Ken are. Would you say they're like thieves? Are they like like crooks, Meg? Um, I I don't even know what to define them as. I don't think they can be defined really. It's yeah. It's kind of like interpretation. The only I would say Raul Julius Bison spot on casting. And then the funniest, but yet still spot on casting, was Jean Claude Van Damme as the good old American <laughs> hero, Guile. Okay. He looks the part, but the fact that he's not American playing the American person yeah. with a thick accent throughout well, the movie. Nineteen ninety four. Oh, so this was like his heyday, though. Yeah, this but a... that's like his prime. Yeah. And he has a very thick accent. Yeah, and oh, he's yeah. playing like Captain USA. It's like really, really <laughs> funny. So yeah, that's my number ten. So you can tell where this fucking list is going. Um, oh, God. My number nine. I actually do think this is actually a good movie. The the first Angry Birds movie. Okay. I yeah. did. I did enjoy. Yeah, uh, we watched it in theaters. Yep. It's you know it's not. I played the Angry Birds game on my phone. It is what it is. There's really not much to the game. You slingshot a bird and that's it. Uh, but the movie was entertaining as what it is. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is only here because of The Rock. Uh, Rampage. Because The Rock just do uh, uh, just it's being The Rock, the rock uh, is need, deserves to be on the list. It's actually all jokes aside, not as bad as it should be. I think this movie should be a lot worse than it should be. My number seven. It's amusing. Is, my number seven is only number seven because not based on quality. Because I think this is actually one of the best comp, uh, video game ad- adaptations that Detective Pikachu from last year. With, oh wow! With Ryan you put Reynolds, it a lot lo- yeah, lower than I thought you would. I went more here because there's a lot of garbage on here anyway. Like more what I more passionate about rather than like quality. But mm-hmm. if we're going quality, I think this is one of the best. I think. I mean, I used to collect Pokemon cards. I played the game. I had a Game Boy Yellow or Game Boy Gold, whatever pocket. Yep. I had a bunch, and so I played. You know, and I think they got. I I really liked. I enjoyed seeing the characters, even though I haven't played pokemon i've never played a day, a pokemon a day in my life so i was a little confused with who the characters were but it was it was entertaining as and ryan reynolds is great and my number six is silent hill um i don't think the movie's really that great but the the atmosphere it really is very close to the game as much as it tried to be um and there are some creepy elements to it so it's a fun horror film and a video game adaptation so that's my 10 through 6 go ahead meg just put let's clean cleanse yourself from this shithole <laughs> i need a drink <laughs> <laughs> all right well i did an honorable mention um and i did prince of persia stands of time as my honorable mention uh number 10 tomb raider cradle of life okay number nine hitman the 07 version not the horrible 2015 nice uh, number eight, I actually put Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, number seven, Max Payne. And number six, Rampage. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna fight on Max Payne so much. Um, I, I really, I really enjoyed Max Payne, but there were other movies that I just loved so much more. So no, that's no, why Ma- Max Payne went so far down. Like, I actually, it's in one of, it's in my worst list. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, I, I do. I do have like a few that are you know I consider really bad. I think because I love it was one of my favorite games growing up playing the Max Payne games. I knew the movie was in trouble when Mark Wahlberg was cast. Yeah, that's actually the, what I hate about it. Yeah. And then, Who would you have cast? I don't know. At the time, I'd really have to think about it. I think the movie was 2008. Yeah. Well, who would you cast but, now? Oh, right now? Uh, John Hamm. Ooh. Yeah. I, I agree like with it. that. Uh, but I dig it. The Hila Kunis was a good casting, though. Yes, that was a good casting. I It was the only... And I will say, I'm speaking it from someone that saw it once in the theater and hated so much. He almost It's the only movie I almost walked out on. Oh, wow. Because it's such a... And you watch a lot. And I watch a lot. Like it's, <laughs> he, does. he does. It's such a difference from what the game is that I was just like so angry. But uh, loving the game so much. Like my issue, I don't know if I should say my issue now or wait till you list it as your worst. Okay, yeah. So we can wait to go back on. on yeah, because there's some things I hated about it, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, cool. Uh, and that was your six, right, Meg? Yeah. Uh, right. No, Rampage was six. Six. All right. Me- uh, Jen? Ryan's next, no? No, you're up. Oh, me? Yep. Oh, you're calling on me now. But ending with the females. Oh, oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, my number five, the Angry Birds. <laughs> uh, my number four, I cheated a little bit. Wreck-It Ralph. I cheated too. <laughs> I cheated. Oh, you cheaters. I did cheat because technically it's not really a video game adaptation and Disney only came out with like the arcade cabinet after like in promotion for the movie. But it is now a video but game. But now it's a video game. So <laughs> it's a slight cheat. And since I edit the podcast, I can do what I want. And uh, <laughs> number three. No, no, no. Sometimes we have to take liberties, guys. So anyone can cheat. But anyway, my number three, Tomb Raider. The, the 2018. Yep. Yeah. I thought so Angelina Jolie was great like I thought she she definitely had the look but then I think Alicia Vikander did a terrific job also in yep. like a new reincarnation for her and um just you know being this the, the traveler like I think she just embodied it a in much a good more movie. and I think much more interesting story I think Yeah I think so too and I I'm excited to see when the sequel comes out whenever that is It was supposed to be next year Yeah but, but you know and uh, so that was my number three. My number two, I actually put Detective Pikachu because, again, I enjoyed like I enjoyed Ryan Reynolds. And then I, you know, growing up, I played Pokemon. I had the cards. So I, as opposed to David, like I was actually explaining it to him in the theater. I was like, yes, that is, you know, this person. And that's Jigglypuff or that's, you know, this person. Like, this is accurate. Like, these are these characters. I was, I was And it was there, sort like... of it's sort of like nostalgia because I guess I, I really stopped playing pokemon i guess around seventh whenever the trend really died did you down hustle a little kids bit. for pokemon cards we traded yeah we traded oh, um, yeah. i wish i had kept them like i don't have any they're of them worth anymore. so much money i know i wish i really wish i had held on to them but um i did not and so it just made me kind of nostalgic too because i remember around the time that i really started playing pokemon was when i dislocated my knee so i was home for a couple weeks and so it, anyway it brought back memories so for me detective pikachu is my number two. Nice. All right, Rye, go ahead. All right, number five is Rampage for two reasons. The Rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, number four, Prince of Persia. Oh, which... my God, Ryan. <laughs> oh, my God. 
You know what? Me and Casey enjoyed this a lot more than we expected to. Oh, man. No, it's fine. I, we I, both looked at each other. We're like, that's a lot better than we than we want to admit. It's a guilty pleasure in the Susskind household now. I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of oh my gods when I finish my list. You will. And number three, Detective Pikachu. Great. Um, also for the nostalgia trip, I saw who was huge into Pokemon. It was awesome seeing that. And Ryan Reynolds always kicks ass. Yes. And number two, Mario Brothers. Yes. Oh my I god. Love you. I love you, Ryan. You've you've redeemed <laughs> yourself. Um, oh my god. Oh, get ready for another oh my god, man. You consistently go through all these emotions with Ryan at like every episode, every podcast. So good. You know that, right? Like every you always like, oh Ryan. And, and then, then you're I like, love you. I love you. It's a hate it's a love hate <laughs> relationship I share with Ryan. Uh, all right, so my number five is Tomb Raider, uh, not the uh, Alicia Vikander. Twenty eighteen. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, specified, there's three of them. Qual- yeah. Quality wise, I think this is probably the best one. If I'm gonna say just quality performance wise, this is I think this is the top. But entertainment wise, I think the other four. <laughs> oh man, uh, my number four is Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, not what I thought. No more. I I think too because I think where we started, where we were in October, when we first saw the first trailer of oh, Sonic, yeah. and I think this is a, fa- a a fan petition that actually turned out okay. I think it turned out better. Sonic Son- looks incredible. He looks exactly like he should He's look. So cute. Um, and everything about it is really really. It's like a buddy cop movie. That's the way I look yeah. at it. It's really really yeah. fun. Uh, so yeah, that's my number four. My number three is my cheat. Wreck Ralph. Oh, Wreck Ralph. Jesus Christ. Because, <laughs> and I have played, shout out to Yestercades in Westfield. They yeah. actually have a Fix a Felix arcade. They and do. I have, they do? Yes. They do. And I have yeah. played <gasps> Fix a Felix. So for me, it's very much a video game movie. So at the beginning of the week, I would, like, David was like, I think I'm going to put Wreck Ralph on my list. Because we normally don't discuss our list until, like, we hear them live yep. on the on the episode. But. He was like, and I was like, no, that doesn't count. I was like, that's not a real game. And he's like, no, it's a real game. I played it at Yestercades. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think so. So I started digging in and I realized that they that's why Disney created it as they only made, I think, like 20 of them. So I I can imagine or I don't know. They're going for 20 grand online. So Yestercades definitely played a paid a pretty penny for it. Yep. But um, it's worth it. It's a fun game played it also and then i realized i was like okay well i guess it'll i guess it kind of counts but it's a little cheating so then i decided to cheat myself yep and then it's it, it's the gameplay is pretty much like donkey kong yeah if you wanted to know how the gameplay is it's cute it's really cute and my number two is meg's number one i assume super mario brothers i quit because that is oh he's spreading false lies about me <laughs> listen i super mario full disclosure my favorite game of all time is super mario world for super nintendo i am well aware that this movie has nothing to do with the with the video game from the fact that we have a puerto rican plumber when john (laughs) leguizamo um an english an english mario a british mario and um who Dennis Hopper plays King Koopa? Yes, and he... I really thought this was going to be your number one. I really no, thought. no, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I have no idea what your number one is now. Oh, it's it's. I actually do enjoy it more, and I actually don't think it's such a bad movie. My number one, I don't think it's actually a bad movie. Yeah. They did the best they could for what the game is for my number one, but no, Super Mario Brothers is just 
it reminds me of how I feel about Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. It's a straight up guilty pleasure. It is not not good at all. And there's nothing really redeeming about the quality of the movie, except I was like five when I saw it and I really, really enjoyed it. And I um and yeah. I just look back and I do a comparison of the characters to the characters are supposed to be in the in the video game and it's actually quite hilarious there's an article meg i don't know if you've seen it the article where they actually do a a side-by-side of the game character with the movie character i have not seen it it's pretty interesting i'll send it to you after the show it's yeah but it's pretty it's pretty interesting i I love super mario brothers it's i can't wait till we actually get a good one in the next two years or three years but yeah that's my number two go ahead meg (laughs) cleanse us once again i need a breather First, I needed a drink. Now, I really need a good drink. Um, <laughs> number five, I did Lara Croft Tomb Raider, the original one. Uh, number four, Pokemon I Choose You. Is that the that's the anime, right? Um, well, the, I mean, yeah, they're all anime, but this one was uh, back in like 2017. Gotcha. So I guess you could say this one was a bit of a cheat because while the other movies were kind of di- taken directly from uh the games this one was kind of inspired by because they kind of forgot that the other movies existed and kind of let it live in its own universe like with ash starting his quest for the first time where he gets pikachu so it kind of follows maybe more of the show but the fact that Mm -hmm. all of this stemmed from like the game that's why i included it so i guess it's kind of my cheat gotcha um number three i can pretty much guarantee that this is on nobody's list except for maybe Ryan's worst. Dead Rising Watchtower. I don't think Never I've ever it. heard of it. Okay, so it was a direct direct DVD. Um, you guys know the series Game Right uh, Dead Rising, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Well, this takes place between the second and third games. Okay. So you like if you are a fan of the series, you will know where you can easily plug it in, but you don't need to play the games to watch the movie. Okay. Like it doesn't, it won't spoil anything. You don't need to know any back knowledge. Um, and actually, Jesse Metcalf plays the same, plays the protagonist. Okay. And they have like really good nods to the uh, to the game with awesome opening sequences. Uh, a, this really awesome single long take shot, which I I'm a huge fan of those. But anyway, back to the list. Um, number two, Detective Pikachu. Yes. Like you can't. This was everything we could have ever wanted in a Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played the games since Red, Blue, and Yellow. So even though I didn't know every single Pokemon featured, it was it was so perfect. Fun, so, so perfect. Fun side story. I used to, when I was in college, I used to work at Toys R Us. And Pokemon games were super, and they still are, they're super popular. And I remember, and Meg, you may know this game, and maybe Ryan Jen may there was a game, this was like in 2008, called uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver or something along those lines. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Toys R Us, yeah. uh, I worked there for my entire run in college, so about four or five years. And th- that game stood, like it sat, like we had hundreds of them in the back stock room. Fast forward to 2018, 19, I was talking to a buddy of mine. And he used to work at Toys R Us, too. And we were kind of responsible for the video game department. And then he's like, have you looked at the value of sealed Pokemon Silvers? And I'm like, no. Why? And he's like, dude, they go for like three, four hundred dollars now. 
Yeah. And I'm like, we could have gotten stacks of these things for like $20 because they were all on clearance and we didn't. And it's just funny, like just how how big Pokemon still remains today. It's crazy. All right. So number one time, Jen, what is your number one? Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> she was like so pleasant when she said that. I love it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I actually wasn't sure going into it. I was like, oh, I like I remember playing the game on like my cousins. I never really had a video game system except Game Boy later on. And so I remember going to my older cousin's house and playing like Sega and, and everything. And so uh, I just thought this was a pleasant surprise. Definitely love the new look of Sonic way better than what they thought they were going to do. Um, <laughs> he's so much cuter. I love the fact that he is um, voiced by Ben Schwartz. I think that added a lot of character. And I really like him from Parks and Rec, um, Jean Ralphio. So um, I thought it was just really good. And then the play, like the whole buddy cop thing with James Marsden's character. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... It was very lighthearted, heartfelt, com- like comedy, funny, a little drama. I enjoyed Jim Carrey. I like seeing Jim Carrey back on so the screen. I. I thought he played. I thought this was a great role for him. Like being this like quirky, getting to be the Jim Carrey that we know him best from. Um, I thought this was just he had. A, it, they just looked like they had fun, and so I'm I'm looking forward to the second one. Same here. I think the best part about Sonic and spoiler alert has. Ryan, did you see it? Okay, cool, perfect. So the fact that we got Tails at the end mm-hmm. and the fact that they were to keep it, they were able to keep a secret. I it was great. I love that that um that little no, I Go ahead, Ryan. I wonder would Tails have looked as good before the petition as well? I'm sure there's like a rendering somewhere deep in the archives of the film <laughs> that we'll never see unless it gets leaked. What did you think, Meg, you being such a gamer? And I mean, all of us know Sonic, so we probably have all had a, have an opinion on this. What did you think of the first rendering of him in the first trailer? Nightmare worthy. That's the <laughs> best way to describe it. Like, I feel like children probably need a therapy after this. <laughs> yep. No, I'm with you. It was one. It was something, something out of a horror movie. Absolutely. Best way to describe it. And Ryan, what's your number one? Sonic as well. Oh, there you um, go. Jenny said it best, but I'll just add on. It was a fun ride, fun movie. Love seeing Tails at the end. Um, yeah, just a, f- a lot better than I expected. Yeah, I think Jen nailed it with Jim Carrey stuff too. I'm glad yeah, he's definitely. back and was able to be extremely over the top because that's Egghead is Ooh, extremely is. <laughs> over the top. So it's I'm glad he was able to do that. All right, so my number one is Mortal Kombat. Do you want to know what's funny? Because I actually do think they did the best job they possibly could with that game. Because that's not an easy game. It's just a fighting game. So they tried to at least have like a competition going on. Mm-hmm. Um, what broke the tie with Super Mario Bros. was the song. Oh, God. I was like, I love both of these movies. But that song just, I, it, it just sealed it for me. But yeah, it, it was what it was. It was terrible cgi and <laughs> goro looks hilarious but there's something about it it's such a charm to it that just makes me enjoy it so so much so yeah my number one is mortal kombat i think i can guess meg's number one but go ahead meg wait, 
Would you like to take a guess? Oh, yeah. It's Tomb Raider. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what I loved about it is that, you know, yes, it was a reboot. And, you know, they pulled some some of its core moments from the first two games of the reboot. So in addition to having a lot of its own original sources, so I like that it wasn't a direct adaptation, but they used some of its prime moments as inspiration. And it really helps tie the movie into the video games. And even though uh, Alicia was not my first choice, she knocked it out of the park with, you know, both her physical ability as well as the emotional take. Um, and I loved that they had a really good throwback to the original game series at the very last clip of the movie. Like that, if you play the original games, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And it was like, I squealed. And I just I just cannot wait for the sequel. Same here. Now, before we finish up for the day, let's get into, I did have some worse. Uh, did anyone else do any worse or just me? I was going to, but I didn't. Okay, cool. So it's just a quick five, nothing nothing too crazy. So I do have a Street Fighter on here. I have the Street Fighter, The Legend of Chung Lee as my number five because that movie's god-awful. It doesn't <laughs> It doesn't have the fun and the charm of Street Fight, of the, the t- garbage Street Fighter movie that I mentioned before. My number four here, I have House of the Dead. Okay. My number three, this one hurt because I love the game, Double Dragon. <laughs> No, I could see that. Like, I really, even in a guilty pleasure way, I really try to like it, but it's it's a little weird. I don't know if you guys remember it too well, but it's very, very weird. Uh, yeah, so back to my number two would be Max Payne. So now we can get back into this. Like, I think, I think, Meg, like, my issue with it is that there's so much darkness in this movie, and I think we knew, I, it's a PG-13 movie, right, Meg? Or did it actually get I, the R rating? I want to say it, got pg-13 i'm not 100 percent sure because it feels like a movie that should be rated r extremely dark and mm-hmm. i don't feel like we got mark marky marky mark overacting okay like i feel yeah. like that's what we got and i feel like there was the the heartbreak from that character from max's character was missing throughout the entire movie i felt like there wasn't the the pain and suffering that he's going through and yeah, there was a lot that I hated. I, I I should give it another shot. It's been like 12 years, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. And you wanted to add about Mark on your end? Yeah, I mean, he definitely wasn't my first choice. And so I feel like that I kind of went into it judging a book by its cover, but it's sadly judging it wound up working out in my favor because it just, <sighs> he's horrible casting. But like I said, Mila Kunis was great. Um, it, uh, the only thing I wish is that they waited until the third game released. Yes. Because the third game, even though I hate how linear the gameplay is, the third game would make an amazing movie. They and it would have helped tie in the movie and like possibly save it. I I agree. You know what? I it could have actually led to like a nice little trilogy. Exactly. If we had they the did old it properly. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And then my number one worst is um, I think the worst special effects I've ever seen in a movie. It is, I, I want to show Jenny this movie be, just to show her how bad it is that I'm not, you know, being extra. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Facts. <laughs> it is such a shit show. One, they, re- they replace all the main characters for the most part. And then you have these 
it looks like Windows 95 special effects, right, Meg? Yeah, that's stretching it. Oh, you, you think it's worse? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> it is such a crock of shit. Uh, just for a few laughs, I think you guys should check it out if you haven't seen it, just for the special effects. But that's, yeah, that's probably the worst one for me. Do, Meg, do you have, like, one on your mind that's the worst? Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh. <laughs> That ain't right. Like, like my, I just think of horrible right, yeah. movie, horrible game movies, and that is just always the first one that comes straight to mind. You break my heart. It's so, but I, <laughs> I do understand where you're coming from. It's so bad. It's such it's so, so bad. bad. It's, it's like one of those movies that like it just has a cult following. Mm-hmm. So if you're not into, like, if you're not into that sort of thing, then you know what? It's not gonna work. Like, there's certain movies that I love and I will fight to the death for, and that I'm sure you guys you know probably hate too so i mean but it's it's all part of being a cinephile we're all gonna have debates some people will be jerks and argue that you know your opinion is invalid but you know we're all entitled to our own opinions for sure like i think uh batman and robin for me is that movie like i fight it to the death and i try to have like real reasons why i feel it's not it's a good movie for what they're going for it's just not what we wanted at the time but yeah, that's another debate for another time. But to finish up, I do have a list of some of the uh, comic bo- uh, video game movies that we are getting in the next few years. And I think Meg hit it on the nose. Things may be changing. So we have Mortal Kombat coming out next year, January 15, 2021. This is listed as next year. I don't think they're done. But Tomb Raider 2 is listed for March 19th of 2021. I don't think that's coming out. Definitely uh, not. Uncharted, July 16, 2021. I think that's probably going to be pushed. I know they're filming again, but I think that may get pushed to end of year. Mm-hmm. Minecraft, March 4th, 2022. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, April, April 8th, 2022. There's a lot of films here that are TBA, and I'll run through them, through them real quick. Borderlands, Crossfire, uh, Detective Pikachu sequel, Five Nights at Freddy's, Gears of War, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. A Gears of War is going to be a tough one. Uh, Just Cause. Um, Jenny may like this one. They're making a Just Dance film. Hey. <laughs> uh, I Me- do like Just Dance, but I don't need to see it on the big screen. Mega Man. I hope this is animated. I don't think a live action would work with Mega Man. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, unless it's like a, ver- a spy thriller noir, I don't think that would work either. Space Invaders will be interesting. Uh, Resident Evil is coming back as a TV show. Saints Row, SimCity. They're the... actually making a Saints Row game? Yeah, I mean, a movie? Saints Row movie. Yep. yep. That's awesome. I'm so amped <laughs> for that. Uh, SimCity and then The Sims. And finally, closing it up, HBO is making a Last of Us series. So I uh, this uh, that better be the best thing ever. because okay. that... Go ahead. I have opinions. How are they going to make a Sims film? The same way they made it a, a an emoji know. movie. And I, feel I love like the it's Sims. Be, like I feel like. Do you remember the movie Ella Enchanted? I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's with Amy Adams. No. No. Wait. No, that's, that's a no, Anne, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Yes. 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 Quick. Very quick overview. Basically, a spell gets put on her, and she has to do everything that everybody says, no matter what. That's the Sims. That is true. Yeah. It. it I think. 
it's oh man that i i actually do want to see it come out just to see what they do i just want to see saints row and just cause and uncharted yeah what about last of us are you looking forward to that or oh i already have my casting choices oh yeah i think we spoke about it before on your first episode Mm so i i i think if done right if they take their time this could be really really good i actually put it along the lines of like a Watchmen miniseries in terms of how good it can be because we know what happens me and you know but there's a lot of people that are going to go into this that have never played the game and the first if they do the first 20 minutes of the game in the first like maybe like two episodes I think people are going to be in just for okay Mm -hmm. we we can't get used to anybody and start liking anybody in this this show because I think I've shown Jenny the opening scene of the game yes and oh god it's heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking it's so good so i actually just picked up the first game again just to replay it it and it's um i want to replay it it's just i i, I get very very angry <laughs> i get so angry i was last of us two and not because of any choices because i actually i'm one of those because it's so divisive the second game i think it's perfect i think uh, the choices made are very controversial, but I think it's it's actually going to work really well on the screen. I think, but okay. but in terms of the um, the gameplay, the last two levels of The Last of Us Part Two, I I told Jenny I wanted to destroy my control. I, I it was so fucking frustrating, but uh, yeah, as a gamer and listeners, you guys will probably know how crazy it is. So that wraps it up for this week. See you at the movies, kids. Mm-hmm.